0: The following is a presentation of the Bell Sports Media Network. Let's go! go. The ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go, Anthony Mackey! What is up, everybody? This is Insert Name FC brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Hector Flores. Like I said, it's just, it's going to be just me for a while till, um, things kind of clear up as far as my job goes. Because, um, like I said, the new planet attack is till, till things get arranged over my job. We'll be recording episodes on Sunday, um, mainly because that's usually one of my off days at work. Uh, Wednesday, is another off day of mine, but I know it could be a little bit tricky for Spencer when I do a recording that short of a notice. Um, so, so for his sake, you know, I, I'll record on Sundays. Um, it is kind of a little bit later on in, the, in, the, in, the, in Sunday right now, but all the games have been played at this point, at least the major ones. Um, NFL is going on. San Francisco currently beating the Dallas Cowboys, sixteen to nine. So hopefully that continues because I fucking hate the Cowboys, but but yeah man, uh, another week is gone. Um, still living the dream with my job. I love being an equipment manager, uh, especially for soccer. So I'm having a lot of fun working there, especially with the Houston Dynamo. Um, things are probably going to be a little bit more la- Well, I don't know. I, I know the first team is is going to be going, getting ready to go to Mexico pretty soon for their preseason. So things are going to be a little bit de- a little bit quieter, I guess, over over at the. At the field, just because it'll be just the academy and the second team. So, well, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's an interesting, interesting life now over there at at the Houston Dynamo for me. It's just, it's so different. Yeah, the work, like, it's a lot of hours, I will say, that I'm working, but it's, it's weird. Like, it it doesn't necessarily feel like a job. And so I'm not like exhausted or drained from, from working, you know, it's, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But, but yeah, man. All right, but this episode, man. So obviously, we're gonna have some transfers to talk about. Um, an interesting thing that happened over in in, in the it's in the Syria uh, involving a coach. Um, the BBC, not not that not that BBC, you nasties. Um, the, the 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 channel, the British. What what does that mean? What does what's mean? like this is just telling you about a little bit more telling about you i I'm, I'm more familiar with that other bbc's acronym than than the actual channel um Br- is it british broadcasting company is that what it is is that what it stands for yeah the british broadcasting corporation oh the british broadcasting corporation all right <laughs> so now we know now we know Go, yeah. so uh s- Oh, kind of has to deal pornographically also with that topic. So we'll touch up on that one. Um, uh, Mexico dealing with some, with some issues as far as possible fines and forfeitures. So we'll talk about that as well. U.S. men's national team call up has been, has been unveiled already. So we're going to go ahead and look at the players and give our, our, my reaction, my thoughts on this U.S. men's national team call up and the games are going to be playing, uh, for, for this call-up, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, big game to recap. What I'm really happy about, especially as an Arsenal fan, um, Players of the Week. Of course, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And, like I said, till me and Edward are back to being able to record together, um, give you guys my closing thought on something that ha- is going on in the world of soccer. Um, and, and then just wrap this show up nice and a little pretty bow for you guys. But yeah, so that's going to be the show. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with Transfer Talk. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyofsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. All right. Before we get going with transfers, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert um, A lot of things are being posted. Kind of now what we're doing with players of the week is that we're actually having people vote on, on the, the two guys that we present uh, for players of the week. Kind of adds another caveat. Maybe some, maybe helps boost up a certain another player in, in some way. So, um, so there is going to be a little bit more involvement, especially for players of the week. So you guys do, the fans, you guys do have a say on who becomes our player of the week. So, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Um If you're on Instagram, it'll po- be posted on the stories um, for you guys to vote. And obviously, if you go on Twitter, it'll be posted on on, on Twitter um, as a subtweet for the uh, Players of the Week announcements. So, do that. It's going to, you know, so you have your voice be heard for players of the week, but also just other stuff that we're, that, you know, that goes on, on social media. Obviously, if, if, Tottenham somehow wins a trophy, well, I'll be doing a jersey giveaway. So, so be ready for that one there. But all right, man. Um, so transfers, John Duran, he is leaving Chicago Fire to join Aston Villa. It's a really big transfer. Actually, M- I don't know what it is with the MLS, but they like to, to boast about players that leave the MLS. Um, I know that they're trying, I think right now with, with the MLS because of the fact that they're still in that growing stage. Um, When a player does get these huge signs, like on Alphonso Davies, like a, um, like a, who was that player that left uh, Atlanta United went to Newcastle? Paraguayan. I'm trying to blank on his name. Um, Miguel Amirón. Uh, Like, you know, those guys, when they do end up leaving the MLS to go play, over there in Europe, and have these like record-breaking transfer fees. I mean, you know, it's it's like it's it's cool to see that you know MLS is able to develop some of these players. But yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of weird that they, they that they do that that they celebrate you know losing a player, especially if, clearly if they have some quality. But I think right now where the level of the MLS is at, that's just the reality. So I don't it doesn't bug me in any way. I just think it's <laughs> I know some people are gonna like take jabs at it, but it's not really that big of a deal. Um, Pablo Sarabia, he's joining Wolf Hampton. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be there. I'm pretty sure Wolves are near relegation. Maybe they'll find a ways to save themselves. I think who's coaching there? Is it? No, it's not Lopetegui. Oh, I... No, wait, it, no, it's not Lopetegui. It's, uh... Oh, man. Who is the guy that, uh... Real Madrid? Um... Oh, well that guy. The guy that got fired by Real Madrid, like not even for like very quickly. Um, but yeah. So uh wow, I don't what was his name? Eh, not important. Uh but yeah, so he Pablo Sarabia is now joining Wolves. Uh Joseph Martinez, he is joining Inter Miami. So he's leaving Atlanta going to inter Miami. Um, yeah, that happens. I'm sure Spencer is not necessarily thrilled about that, but hey, that's that's life. Uh, Memphis, but, uh, Memphis, Memphis Depay is joining Atletico Madrid. He's leaving Barcelona. Obviously, Barcelona, um, specifically Xavi does not have any intentions with Memphis Depay. So that's kind of the reason why that, and Barcelona has this thing about that they have absolutely no problem sending guys over to Atletico Madrid. I can't say anything because Real Madrid does that as well. Um, but yeah, Memphis Depay joining Atletico Madrid. Um, Maybe he, he's a good fit for them. I, I just know that he's at least going to be able to play now. Um, speaking of guys that I actually do like, um, for some reason, I, I think he's a very underrated player, especially in the Premier League. And that's, uh, Danny Ings. He's joining West Ham United. So he's leaving Aston Villa to join West Ham United. Same color scheme. So, so we'll see how that works for You know, this is a move that really shocked me, uh, mainly because of who they currently have at their roster, but, uh, goalkeeper Jan Sommer. Is leaving Borussia Mönchengladbach to join Bayern Munich. It's an interesting one because I mean, I guess now you you gotta have wonder what's gonna happen with Manuel Neuer. Is is he gonna retire? Like, there's a lot of question marks behind it because Jan Sowmare is a starting goalkeeper, and um, and, and that's the same thing for Manuel Neuer. So it's it's that's a really interesting signing because there's so much question marks that lead to it. It's a great signing. Because it's a great goal, it's a good goal great quality goalkeeper. And Jan Samaire obviously got the dude broke a Bundesliga record in saves in a match, which ironically was against Bayern Munich. Um, and so that's the thing that I kind of intrigued by is is what does that mean for Manuel Neuer? Is he out of the? Is he on his way out of the club, or is he retiring? So that's like the thing that's kind of intrigued me about that move. Um, but we'll see what happens after. We'll we'll follow through with that. Um, Leandro Tr- uh, Trossard. He is he's leaving Brighton and he is joining Arsenal. Arsenal is trying to bolster their their attack after they failed on getting Mudrick. Um I think this is a really good signing. Um Arsenal is just Arsenal's trying trying to build off what they have right now. They're trying to keep getting stronger, trying to add some more depth to make a real deep run this season here in the Premier League. So I'm excited. Um it's cool seeing a lot more players now wanting to go play for Arsenal, which is Something, uh, as an Arsenal fan, I have not seen very much like, as of lately, but here we are, man. All right, <laughs> so here are the headlines, man. So the first headline is, uh, Salonitana, um, they fired and then rehired David Nicola. And so what exactly happened here? So David Nicola was fired after an embarrassing loss to, At- to Atlanta 8-2. to By the way, this is the club that uh, Ochoa now plays for. Um, but yeah, so they lose eight to two. Um, obviously Salernitana has had some struggles and because of that, um, you know, they're like, all right, yeah, we're losing and we don't want to be losing. So they fired, uh, David Nicola. Um, so they started doing their search. They went after guys like, uh, Robert Diaversa, Rafa Benitez and Leonardo Sempleki and, uh, nobody wanted this job. Like, absolutely nobody was interested in taking uh, the job of Saranitana, who I believe right now are like in 16th place in Syria, or somewhere, I know, somewhere in the bottom part of the table. And so, you know, it's it's a tough job. It's a tough job, you know, to have. Um, I'm really surprised Rafa But ben- well, maybe, maybe Rafa's like, I don't want that bad of a job. But, because of that, um they were they had no other options but to rehire uh David Nicola who I will say props to him he's a bigger person because if I were to get fired and they try to get rehire me I would have told them to fuck off and over here's over here saying yeah sure I'll take the job back so so that's a I just thought it was funny this dude literally gets fired and then like not that long later he's like hey man do you want the job back <laughs> it's just an interesting turn of events man but hey Look man, I mean it, can, it can't get any worse. So and maybe he, he he uh maybe he finds a new burst, a new 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 excitement for the team in his quick brief, brief brief off period of, of being away from the club. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Atalanta. Maybe they stay they stay in the Syria. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Jan. But yeah, so we'll see what happens there over there with something. Uh, continuing on the BBC, not that BBC, the the British Broadcasting Corporation. That BBC, not 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 that, not the other thing. Um, there during their coverage of of Liverpool versus Wolves, um, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, some pornographic noises just came out of nowhere, and just, you know, obviously everybody knows like. If you want to really prank a friend, um, you send him a video, and like it's just like normally like a chill video. As soon as you, click, you know, press the video, it looks just like a regular video. Then you press the video, it's just this huge moaning noise comes out, and it freaks everybody the fuck out. It makes you, it's embarrassing for you, and it's embarrassing because you know everyone starts look wondering what you're watching. So, um, so yeah that that happened during a coverage during their live coverage. Uh, uh this this noise just pops up um it's it's gone very viral um and it's it's very hilarious um and, and so you know they' obviously they're doing an investigation, but there has been somebody that has taken the credit uh for this because we then find out that it was a prank and it was done by this guy named Daniel Jarvis um I guess he's like a social media like trying to get into social media doing it's like there's a youtube he's gonna make he dropped a youtube video on how he did the prank. Um, and all those things, um, maybe it's him, maybe it's not. I don't know. Sometimes people would like to just take credit for shit they didn't do. Uh, uh, Ooh, fuck. I'm trying not to make you on so much. All right, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just kind of funny to see him. Yeah, I mean, he probably did it. I don't know. I can't tell you, uh, but he I, he has a video out on YouTube, so you I might I might watch that to see what he did but i just think it's funny cuz you know i, I think now these days like everyone's trying to everyone hopes to continue this like the traditional media the traditional coverage of of sports and news um, news and sports in general just i mean like you know they're trying to stick with and it's like now more and more you're you're starting to see like things go towards more of social media outlets people you know getting their news from twitter getting their their news from YouTube and TikTok, you know, all those things. And it's like the the traditionalist um media people still believe that of the of the quality of what you get from a, you know, a news coverage of an actual like television or or, you know, the the, you know, reading it reading articles on websites and, and all those things. And I mean, and I think more and more so you're gonna start it's like now with like the whole wave of podcasting. Like you may not necessarily be an official expert, but now you have like people basically like this in certain MFC where you have people that are just fans of a sport or of a, to- or just very intri- interested in a certain topic and just like to talk about it. And, um, whether, whether or not they're, they're right or, or wrong, um, or whether their credentials or what, 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 what makes them considered an quote unquote expert, um, in that in that subject matter, but like I mean, I think there's more. I think there's more more people preferring, not necessarily wanting that expertise or analytical uh, decision, you know, the judgments on on topics. More so, just a regular guy's perspective has kind of been, you know, like podcasts, like part of my take has has you know has elevated because of them, you know, just being guys, and and so I think people are are liking that more of just people just having just thoughts as a fan, like not necessarily have played professionally in any way or someone that has covered the sport for years and, and all that, I think. Um, so I, the thing that I find fun, uh, that I find amusing about this scenario, situation is just the fact that like, obviously, this is one of those things that you can't do with with the old, with the old traditional media. And it's just that little, because that's that when you see it, that's obviously un- it's unprofessional. It's not of it it doesn't look good on, on the BBC. And, you know, that's a, that's a reflection of them. Even though this, this Daniel Jarvis did, if he did the prank or not, um, you know, it's not more so the fact that it happened, that like they, this guy just walks right into their, into their studio plants. I think it's like, I think he planted like a phone or something. He called the phone and then, you know, played the noise. Um, you know that that that's like a, a, a shot at at the at, at what they're supposed to be able to do which is having all these resources to have better security whereas you know people that have just uh, that everyone that anyone can just go buy a mic and and install an audio uh you know an audio uh application for recordings and and you know yeah, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't ever want to be a professional. Like, I don't want to, I mean, not necessarily, like, I want to be, a, obviously, I want to be a professional podcaster. But, I mean, like, I'm not trying to be that guy, like, in a suit on ESPN, you know, uh, talking about the facts. You know, like, I don't want that. Like, I mean, I want to be able to just sit down, maybe wear some some sweatpants and, and just bullshit, like, you know, and talk about a game that I love and enjoy it. Um, with people that I want to generally want to talk to and and hope that they enjoy the experience of talking with me about it. So I I think that that's like the thing. It's not necessarily like um, whether or not, and I mean I'm not, and this isn't me taking shots at people that want to still be part of that traditional media. Like I'm, this isn't any jab whatsoever. You know, that's just my preference. Um, I think I still think that there is value towards people that, you know, having channels like ESPN and Fox Sports 1 uh, um, you know, there's value for it, but you know, I think there's more and more people moving over to this new way, this new wave of, of gathering information, uh, from podcasting and social media. So, so that's, that's just my thoughts on it, but it, I just thought it was funny. Um, it is definitely not a good look for the, for the BBC. Um, but I think we all got a good chuckle of it. And, uh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Uh, so, that's all I got to say about that one. Um, and then the last topic. Um, so the Mexican Federation is um, hit with a, a with a huge penalty, and that is because of the fact that um, they are facing a facing some fines and forfeitures of matches over Alejandro Zendejas. So Alejandro Zendejas, who's a player currently at Club America, um, he is in a a mexican american um he was found to be playing illegally for mexico um yes he does have you know mexican roots he's also american um the issue is the fact that he has played for the u s men's national team not the senior team i believe but i know for sure in the youth and the youth rankings um, I, he did. He was once, you know, he played it alongside Christian Pulisic, and um, the issue is that is that you know, I think at the level, whatever competition he was playing with with Christian Pulisic, that was counted towards as as a cap, I guess, for for the U.S. Men's National Team. So, or I think it was like in an official FIFA competition. I think that's what it, what's what it was, and so because of that. Alejandro would have had to have done a one-time change, had to apply for a one-time change to play for Mexico, and, um, and they did not do that part, so just off of just Mexico just not paying attention, they put him in a match, and, and, and so Alejandro Zendel was illegally playing for Mexico, um, so once again, not a good part, not a good look for Mexico, um. Yeah, I mean, I just—I don't know. It was—it's just interesting um, for it, for that to be the way it was. It went down, but yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, that it was just that that whole scenario is insane. And so, I mean, yeah, I think on on, on Mexico on, on, in Mexico's defense, I, I really can't defend Mexico here. It sucks. It's very shitty what they what, what they're, what's about to hit them, and I'll, I'll explain what about to hit them. But the but Alejandro should at least have known. I think the issue is that like I didn't realize that like FIFA youth tournaments count as as as, as something sanctioned. But I guess it is. Um, I'm really drawing a blank here. <laughs> I don't know what it, why I'm drawing a blank right now. But I'm I'm back in it. I'm back in. It. Um, and so but because of the fact that he did not apply for that one time switch. So he is still, he's still, he's technically a U.S. he is a U.S. men's national team player. Like he is under the U.S. system. he's is, unless he decides to do that one-time switch for Mexico, where some will say that Alejandro Zendejas probably would benefit more if he were to switch with Mexico because of the fact that, like, in his position, it's a little bit deeper for with U.S. men's national team players. So if he were to want to have a better shot at playing for me- at, at playing internationally, Mexico would be the route to go. That's what some people were saying. Obviously, totally up to him what he wants to do. Um, but we are starting to see that power shift now where USA is kind of jumping over Mexico um, in, in that power shift. But what Mexico is going to end up getting hit with is they're going to have to forfeit two friendlies and I believe three of the U23s, uh, I, I believe it's friendlies as well. Um, and, and some of y'all are probably gonna be like, eh, it's just a friendly. What's the big deal? The big deal is obviously you don't have tournaments going on like during, throughout the year, usually in the summer. Um, which obviously is like, you know, Gold Cup, Copa America, um, World Cups, or any other, inter- you know, uh, uh, you know, Nations League. Um, cause I guess that matters now. Um, and so, so friendlies throughout the year is what you you do. You know, if you're not in competition, which is like I said, nations league. And so, if you have to for and that's a when you forfeit a friendly, that's a three 0 loss. So that does impact FIFA rankings. And I I mean, some people will say, well, who really cares about FIFA rankings? It it, it has its value and it doesn't have its value at the same time. Like. um, I think in this scenario, obviously, Mexico wants to continue to have their pedigree, their standard of being one of the best teams in, in the Concacaf, and, you know, and even being considered one of the teams that that can compete very well against teams in in South America and Europe um, for their just their hard nosed and um, and just their style of play uh, and their traditions of, of being a soccer nation, and, and so like yeah. You know, you want to make sure that you stay up there in the FIFA rankings, I, and I think that's just um, a point to to make um, that it does harm Mexico because the because of the fact that they just didn't pay attention to the paperwork. They just didn't pay attention to to you know who th- did Zendejas make that switch. Did, did he make? A, did he technically have a cap with the U.S.? Which, I, like I said, in, in their defense, I wouldn't have known that Zendejas. Was 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 considered capped under U.S. Men's National Team because I don't think he played for he played any senior matches with U.S. Men's National Team, and I guess technically playing in in FIFA sanctioned tournaments counted towards it. So um, I don't know all that technical part of of, of that. Maybe it's something I could have probably read into a little bit more, but yeah, that's what that's what ended up hitting uh, Mexico pretty bad, but. Uh, I mean, and and it's like it wouldn't. This wouldn't be as harmful because I know Mexico is going to be a very competitive team. But the issue is now that like you're you have all these issues, all this drama is going on right now with Mexico. Um, they're they're searching for a new coach, and now the coach is going to have that. That also harms how they you know for their their international international breaks. You know, like you're you're going to be down two friendlies. Um so, um, I don't know if they still get to have like friendlies between international breaks or or they're just giving you two automatic losses. I'm not entirely totally sure, um, but yeah, I mean it's just it's just adding some more things to pile on uh with Mexico right now, so um, we'll see how Mexico overcomes that situation, maybe they can overcome it, maybe they don't um, you know, I hope so I hope they get better because I think Mexico. Isn't, CONCACAF isn't good without Mexico. That's just, let's just be frank. Like USA and Mexico need to be at top and, and even throw Canada in there now. Um, cause you need those, you need that competition there. But yeah, that's, that's it. All right, man. So it is time. It's not a debate, it's our reaction to the US men's national team call ups. But it is brought to you by True Classic. Uh, the brand makes t shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft. When you're jacked, finding the right t-shirt can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy. But not True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BELLYOFFFANTASY at TrueClassic.com. True Classic doesn't doesn't stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for all things menswear. And they make it super easy to build out your wardrobe from polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your package nice and comfortable. All of their clothing is comfortable, long-lasting, and affordable. It's about time to get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at TrueClassic.com with the code BELIOFFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at TrueClassic.com with the code BELIOFFANTASY strengthen your core wardrobe with true classic today. True classic. Look good. Feel good. All right. So the US men's national team, you know, their 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 call-ups have been um have been announced. They have some friendlies. They're coming up um during during their you know during the uh, during that that uh international break which will be um January twenty fifth against Serbia and then January twenty eighth against Colombia, so some some really interesting matches. Um, some people are saying that it's probably not going to be like their their real squads. I can't tell you. I, really, I I don't. I can't tell you anything else about that. But this U.S. Men's National Team call up is a little bit different because one, you don't have a coach right now, um, so that is the intriguing part. But a lot of the names, I think, right now, the obviously with MLS kind of kind of looming, I'm sure a lot of MLS teams weren't aren't really wanting to send out their guys especially when they're getting ready for preseasons. And then also a lot of the European countries are trying to (laughs) get back everybody in the same page after the World Cup. So I think maybe, you know, for European clubs, it's also kind of hard to get some guys from there. So I think that this is an interesting group that they called up. Um, And I think that there's some guys that are worth looking at, um, and I'm really intrigued by. So for goalkeepers, we got... Uh, Roman, uh, Salentano from FC Cincinnati, Sean Johnson, who's currently a free agent. I believe he's Toronto FC is kind of the club that he's probably going to be end up going to. Um, and Gabriel Slonina over at Chelsea. The obvious one is I want to see Gabriel Slonina. I, I think, uh, you know, seeing him play for, for Chicago Fire, um, these past few years and obviously has gained interest from clubs in Europe and obviously now with Chelsea, um, you want to see what this kid can do? Um, it would have been nice to. I mean, I don't. I, like I said, I don't think you were gonna get you were gonna get Zach Steffen, or you, I don't think you were gonna get uh, uh you know, uh, Matt Turner, or even Nathan Hurwitz. like I said, a lot of clubs are trying to get themselves back on track after the World Cup. Um, but you know, Gabriel Salina, you know, he's he's still he, he's not he's not starting over Kepa or 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 Mendy's so, you know, Chelsea has no problems letting him go be with the US men's national team. Uh Roman Salatano, I, I believe he he was the starting, yeah, I think he's been the starting goalkeeper for F C Cincinnati last season. Um I know a lot of people like him. Um I haven't really watched him play so I can't tell you much. But like I said, the main player I'm excited to see is Gabriel Salonina. I wanna see what he can do um uh in 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 for the U S so I hope he does get the start uh, during these friendlies, uh, defenders John Gomez from Real Sociedad, Julian Gressel from Vancouver Whitecaps, who who just got a citizenship from for the U.S. I believe he's German, um, but now has his citizenship with the USA. Uh, Daquan Jones from New England, Aaron Long from LAFC, uh, just recently became a player for LAFC. Jaylen Neal from LA Galaxy, Sam Rogers from Rosenberg. Um, John Tolkien from New York Red Bulls, and Walker Zimmerman from Nashville. Um, I, I will honestly tell you, I'm not really excited about any, really any of his names. Obviously, Walker Zimmerman is a guy that I like to see. Um, I think I would have probably wanted to have a little... Maybe not bring in Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman, just because um, I want to... Maybe this is like the call ups to just see some other guys. So I feel like, you know, I think we know what we're getting from Walker and, and Aaron Long. Um John DeGomez, gomez I am intrigued to I think of all the defenders John de gomez is the one I'm intrigued to see because obviously he did get a call up uh, I believe it was when they played against uh was it was it montenegro Ever? i forgot, it was it was a while back but they or was it Morocco no no I don't think it was Morocco but anyways um he got called up it was a player that everybody was hoping that he was he's one of those like mexican American players that Could possibly play for Mexico and he chose the USA. Um, after that, then he went over to Real Sociedad. Um, obviously he's not playing for Real Sociedad, which is the reason why he's able to come. Like they're not, they don't need him right now. So, um, but I'm interested to see what he can do. Um, get a better look of him. Hopefully he does get some starts, um, for this camp. Um, in the midfield, you got Paxton Aronson from Frankfurt, Kellen Acosta from LAFC, Aiden Morris from Columbus Crew. Paxton Palmacal from FC Dallas, Alan Sonora, who is currently a free agent, and Eric Williamson from Portland. Um, Paxton Aronson, I mean, he was part of that uh, part of that team that got the US back into the Olympics. Um, little brother of of uh, Brendan Aronson, If you guys want, if you guys aren't sure, um, so I'm this is a player that I'm very intrigued to see. Uh, I want to see how how he translates over into the senior into the senior side. I do think we're probably going to see him more for for the Olympics. You know, I think that's going to be something that the U.S. is probably going to be maybe not putting all their efforts in, but Paxton is definitely someone that I could see maybe being in the Olympic team. Um, Aiden Morris, um, I remember seeing him play for Columbus Crew that in that 2020 season where he was a very pivotal player. I think he was dealing he's dealt with some injuries recently, so I. I do think he's a really good player, so I definitely would like to see finally get to see him with the US. Um I do like him as a as a six. So I, I think I would like to see how he can do with the US men's national team. Um but aside from that, those are the only two players I'm really excited for seeing that I specifically want to see in the in the from the midfield. And then forwards we got Paul Reola, uh Cade Cow, Jesus Ferreira, Matthew Hoppy, Emmanuel Sabi, um Brandon Vasquez, and Alejandro Zedejas. Um you know here um I think it's interesting that they called up Paul uh, I I mean I like Paoliola I think he's a very hard worker on the field um but I'm not entirely sure if uh, if he's going to be with us as far cuz you got to remember that this call up is it's it's very this like this window that we're about to enter is all towards preparation for the 2026 FIFA World Cup which will be here in the United States so like everything, every call up that you see from here or not has to have it make some sense going into that twenty twenty six World Cup. Now Paul Areola is he's he's I mean, he's younger than me. But I mean, like, I don't know if he's necessarily part of that twenty twenty six World Cup roster. I mean, he wasn't even part of the twenty twenty two World Cup roster. Um, and I thought he was gonna be. But so I, I think it's interesting. I I think maybe he's just there to like I'm not entirely sure what he's there for. I think maybe same. I I hope it's what what Aaron Long, Walker Zimmerman, uh, Kellen Acosta, and and Sean uh, Johnson are, which is just guys that know how these how these camps will go. Kind of be like that experienced player, um, and just kind of get guys into the groove of it. Especially right now, since there's no coach. Um, I just I don't know. I I think that I think those spots could have been used for some guys that you know, like I said, the goal is to get them for the twenty twenty six Field World Cup. Um, but yeah, uh Cade uh, Cow is a guy that I'm really anxious I'm really intrigued by. He's uh, he's really, really athletic. Um he's definitely gotten a little bit better technically over at San Jose. Um but I kinda can't wait to see him. I know he's also one of those players that can also switch over to Mexico. Um, is a possibility. So, definitely want to see what he can do. Um, Matthew Hoppe, uh, I'm gonna, I am I will honestly say, I do want to see how he's developed because you know I'm not watching Miralsboro ma- matches. And so, I would definitely like to see how he's doing. Emmanuel Sabi is an interesting player, not because I've watched him play, but it's because I've used him in FIFA. Um, and and he's, he's worked out for me well in, in FIFA, but I can't imagine that he's doing really well in real life. Um, so, um, but I'll be intrigued. I, I, I guess I can finally see Emmanuel Sabi playing um, live, you know, live. So, that, I think that'd be cool. And, but like Brandon Vasquez and Alejandro Zendejas, I think, are two guys that could possibly be at least helpful for the the plan for the U.S. Um, maybe Zendejas used, decides to use his, his one-time switch uh, officially. Um, maybe, I don't know, but Brandon Vasquez, obviously, um, people were hoping that somehow he would find his way into the world cup roster. I don't think, I think there were, some people were just grasping at straws at that point, but, um, I would, I'd would be very intrigued to see what, what he does. Um, now that he's getting, getting to be, at least he's, he's looked in for this window for the U S men's national team. Cause that number nine spot, I, I, I don't care what you say it is wide open. It is wide open for anybody to take it so at this point it, it someone needs to take it at this in my that's what I'm saying but um well I, I'm really intrigued man um yeah I think it's it's gonna be very telling to see how these friendlies end up going on the 25th and and uh and 20 and 28th um so yeah this' I can't wait to see them so which but by, by the time this episode drops um, the 25th game had already happened, but, but yeah, so I can't wait to see it. Um, and yeah, um, so I don't know why I keep saying this. So, so, but, um, but yeah, so that is, uh, that is the talk. Make, once again, make sure you guys go to trueclassic.com, use the code bellyoffantasy to save yourself 20% off your purchase at trueclassic. Um, thank you for being the presenting partner of debate or reactions. So, we're gonna go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with games to recap. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash instant name FC Podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30-day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this part break. All right, and we're back. Um, okay, wait, hold on a second. I, I gotta, I gotta watch this. Part. Okay, well, no, they're taking a long ass timeout. It is like five seconds left o'clock. the clock. The Nineers are up nineteen to twelve, and it, it's not looking good for the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm, I'm all, I'm look, I'm all for it. But um, they haven't stopped the ball yet, so let's go ahead and do our games to recap. Um, Arsenal beat Manchester United three to two. Arsenal had fifty seven percent of the possession. Arsenal outshot Manchester United twenty five to six and also beat uh outshot them with shots on target five to four. Um Manchester United score scored their goals uh in the seventeen minute by Marcus Rashford and in the 59th minute by Lisandro Martinez, which was his first goal for Manchester United. Um, Arsenal's goals were in the twenty fourth minute by Eddie Nekatilla, in the fifty third minute by um, Saka, and then Nketiah scoring the winner in the 90th minute mark. Um, overall, just great performance by Arsenal. Um, there we go. Here comes that. I'm trying to figure out what the hell this play. Was. That yeah, that's game over. That is, I don't know what was that play. <laughs> that was bad. And that's talking American football. Uh, um, <laughs> no, yeah. Overall, I was just I'm um, yeah, obviously a big week for for Arsenal. Um, they they beat they beat Tottenham like I knew they would, and 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 now they beat Manchester United. Um, I know Manchester United was was talking a lot of shit uh, that they you know that uh, that they beat Manchester United without I forget who they said, but I well I, oh, without Casemiro, but I think this this Arsenal team proves time and time again that they are just a different team. There is a new mindset in this team and you gotta, you gotta, I gotta love it, man. It's, it's it's been great. I'm enjoying it. Um, a big win. Uh, overall, just, this team has just been playing amazing. And um, I, I'm just enjoying the ride just because, I mean, it's like, I want to be excited about these victories. I want to, you know, like I, I do, but it's also like really hard to like being that, you know, our, everybody knows how Arsenal, you know, the 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 torture being an Arsenal fan could be, but like this is just an amazing run. Like I'm really excited for what what this Arsenal team continues on this season. But that is the game to recap. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an apparel company that is partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, the uh, uh, Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association. Um, also do some do some things for NCAA. Um, if you guys uh, didn't know, during the World Cup, they did some you know throwback designs for the previous World Cup logos, um, which I really loved. Um, I'm an Astros fan, so obviously I got a lot, got some Jeremy Pen- I got a Jeremy Pena shirt and uh, and a Kyle Tucker shirt. Um, but they also came out with some cool shirts for commemorating the Astros 2022 uh, World Series championship. But a lot of great shirts, amazing fit great material, um super comfortable and I really love them. Um so if you guys use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, in, in the clutch.com use the code insert name to save yourself 10% off your purchase. So Players of the week, Edward chose Pedri who scores the winning goal in Barcelona's 1-0 victory against Getafe. And then My player of the week is Erling Haaland, who scored a hat-trick in Manchester City's 3-0 victory over Wolves. So, like I said, it will be posted on Twitter and Instagram. On the Instagram story, you can go ahead and vote for who you think from these two deserves your vote to win player of the week. Um, So, it will be added into their tally. And it's honestly probably could decide who becomes (laughs) the 2023 Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year. So. Make sure you guys, uh, make sure you guys go go over there and, and vote once again on Instagram, Twitter at Insert Name FC. All right, man. So we do have some games to watch this weekend in Liga MX. You got Pachuca taking on Necaxa, and Toluca versus Leon. Um, if you guys don't know, the coach of of Toluca um, <laughs> he used to coach Leon. So just uh just thought. I just just brought that up because I think it's a really interesting one, uh, but. All right, and in League 1, we got Marseille taking on Monaco and Nice versus Lille. Um, for Serie A, Lazio versus Fiorentina and Napoli versus Roma. I think Napoli has just been tearing it apart. Um, so I would love to see how they do, especially against Roma. Um, so it, Napoli has been a fun team to watch this year. If you guys haven't been watching Serie A, y'all should. Was, matches are really good, but Napoli is just playing at a whole another level. Um, uh, hopefully they can maintain that. In the Bundesliga, we got Bayern Munich taking on Eintracht Frankfurt, and Bayer Leverkusen taking on Borussia Dortmund. Um, uh, where, where am I? Um, in Liga, in La Liga, we got Celta Vigo taking on Athletic Bilbao, and Real Madrid taking on Real Sociedad. In the English Premier League, they will actually be going into their FA Cup. We'll be going into the FA Cup. So, Manchester City will be taking on Arsenal. So, not a sinking bet, but, you know, it is an FA Cup matchup. Uh, Bryan versus Liverpool and Wrexham United, Wrexham United, Wrexham, AFC, Wrexham AFC taking on Sheffield United. So, it's pretty interesting games um, to look forward to, man. I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, So, good weekend of soccer, man. So, go ahead and check those out. Um, we're going to go ahead and take another break. Um, you know what? Nah, we're not going to take another break. I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up here. All right. So my closing thought for this episode, it actually goes towards, um, the Arsenal Tottenham game. So if you guys don't know what happened at the Arsenal Tottenham game, there was a Tottenham fan that, well, to, to start the real setting with Charleston and, and, uh, and Aaron Ramsdale kind of almost got into it. They split them apart as they were split. As they put Rams back, Ramsdale up a bit. He got near towards the fan section. A fan literally ran up and tried to kick him in in the back of his head. Um, and, and then he ran away. Um, they did end up finding the guy. I think it was like some thirty-five year old. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's getting charges pressed on him for assault. Um. Kind of cowardly, if you ask me, because one, you know, his back was turned. Um, two, you ran away. So it, it's very cowardly. I mean, I, uh, I don't know what else to say for it at that point. But uh, my closing thought about that was just, there's no gain from from this, like from assaulting a person. And that's literally what it is, is assault, even if you didn't, if you didn't hit him. Um, you, for some reason... I think that there's like a certain thing with me about fans that like you don't there there is a certain I guess I don't want to say what's the word I don't want to say privilege. Uh, there's there's something with fans that like they feel like they have this this sense that like it's it impacts them in some way and I and I and I can't say it all. I, I I have my moments too I know I know I do I, I like I'm, I'm a fan. Entitlement—that's the word I'm thinking of. Enti- they have like a sense of entitlement, um, and so like you know they they feel that like you know you're losing to you're losing the to, to Arsenal, especially because you're a Tottenham fan. You're losing to Arsenal. Um, you're you know you, you just see you just see your your prim, your prime your big time signing who hasn't scored a single goal for you. Um, getting into it with a player that I guess you don't like because he's an Arsenal goalkeeper. And, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna jump up real quick and kick him while he's not looking and then run away, thinking you could get away with it. But it's all because of your club. You do it for your club. And it's just like it's 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 dumb. There's like you don't get anything from it. You don't gain anything. Actually, you do gain something, you gain a fine that you probably can't afford. Um, and so like for me, it's just like it's it's just so dumb. Like, there's no gain from doing it. It's kind of like the same thing with like the, the, the guys that that do that, that are hooligans that are, you know go into hooliganism um there is there really a gain from fighting another fan group like I mean it's not like it's not like um players like you know watch the video hey look these guys fought for us. no they don't frankly they don't care what you're doing um if anything they they don't they don't want you to be fighting each other because they were you know, a Tottenham jersey and you wear Arsenal jersey or, or whatever jersey. Um, and so, like, even though this is kind of talking about like the Tottenham Arsenal game, um, but like, you know, even people watching like uh, Liga Mekis, I know that like uh, there wasn't, it was, it, not, not that it almost happened, but like um, obviously they're tightening up security a lot more after what the incident that happened at Carretero. And, um, you know, uh, there was that that video where there was Carretero fans trying to do something with some with some America fans, and it's just like, like, what do you gain from you you gain you gain absolutely nothing from doing this. Like, there's no gain from assaulting a person. Um, I mean, I I think like some of the people they they don't have remorse because I mean you know we saw what happened with, over there at Carretero, but um, I I but I mean like I feel like there you lose a lot more than you really gain. Uh, from from trying to fight someone in a match or fight a player, um, so that's my closing thought from 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 this week. It does, I just thought it was just it was just nonsense, and and like I said, man, um, you didn't come out you didn't come off as a badass at all. First of all, like I said, you, you hit somebody when when their back is turned, and then you ran away. So if anything, anybody just everyone thinks you're a coward of uh, anything else. So I mean like you didn't you didn't get respect from that <laughs> you just showed the you just showed the world that you're 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 like you really have no courage. Like you, you know, and I'm not saying like oh, you know, stand there and fight, you know, like not, not I I think in hindsight you would probably be be smarter and not do it in general, but like I don't know, man. Like it just it's like it's, it's you're already not doing yourself a favor and then you run you choose to run away. It's like it's just a double whammy for yourself, man. So that's all I got to say about that. But um, yeah, that is episode 119. I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Um, also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez. She created the Instagram C logo. We love Alejandra so much. We appreciate for her contribution to the podcast. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. At a graphics with an X. Once again, at a graphics with an X. If you guys need some logo work done, well, hit her up. She'll take good care of you. Um, mention us, maybe she'll she'll give you a, a, a discount. Also, a shout out to our guy Roosevelt Spencer. He's the producer of the show. He makes the beats, the intros, the outros. He edits these episodes. Um, we, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about Spencer. Man, he's a great guy, great friend, great brother. And so, thank you so much for everything. And so. If you need some beats done, man, follow him on Instagram at That Guy Dope. Once again, at That Guy Dope. Thank you so much for listening to episode 119. I think this is actually a pretty short episode. But uh, thank you so much for listening and catch uh, me next week for episode 120. So take care, guys.